0: Hello, and welcome to Bruin 101, a daily Bruin podcast that is made by Bruins for Bruins. In this series, we hope to help students and prospective students learn about and adapt to UCLA by providing insight into the school, sharing helpful tips, and discussing concerns. In this episode, we will be talking about clubs, how we chose clubs, and our experiences with them. My name is Megan, and I will be one of the hosts for this episode
1: i'm wendy hi guys i'm sonia
0: so yeah what clubs are you guys a
1: part of i can go first um i mean first of up we're all in daily bruin but besides that i'm in ascend which is a business club i'm in casa which is one of the like cultural social clubs i've also had a lot of experience applying to clubs that i'm not in so like consulting clubs and dancing clubs i've definitely had my fair share of them what about you sonia
2: for me, obviously, I'm currently in Daily Bruin, writing for the Quad, and also speaking for podcasts. As for other clubs, I'm currently involved in two clubs that are more focused on environmental issues, which is called CalPURG, as well as SAGE. CalPURG is more action-based, we do more petitions, whereas SAGE is more of an environmental consulting club. And lastly, I'm also involved in Sec Francophone, which is basically just a French culture club on campus. What about you, Megan?
0: As with everyone else, I'm a part of Daily Bruin. I do photo, I cross-trained in arts and entertainment, and also podcasts. I'm in Bruin Dine, which is essentially a club that takes leftovers from the dining halls and redistributes it to students and workers in need every week. And I also just recently joined Bruin Shelter. I interviewed in the spring, but we like, I don't get started until the fall. And I'm also part of ACA or the Association of Chinese Americans. And I guess I found Daily Bruin through the Enormous Activities Fair. And I also found ACA through that. For Bruin Dine and Bruin Shelter, I kind of looked them up specifically because those were kind of areas that I was interested in. How did you guys find the clubs that you were in?
1: To Clarify we mentioned earlier the enormous activities fair it's the largest like student organization fair and it features over 500 plus student organizations and departments it gives you an opportunity to explore clubs you're passionate about find new interests and meet a lot of new people it's usually held in front of Royce called like the Royce quad and this usually takes place at the beginning of fall quarter. I actually didn't join a single club from the Enormous Activities Fair. I remember that day it was so hot out there that all I really wanted to do was go back to my dorm in the AC. So I found most of my clubs through social media, and there were even some clubs that I'd actually heard about before coming in. I mean, I've always been really interested in Korean culture, so I definitely knew there was going to be a Korean club somewhere. So things like that I kind of already knew upon entering the school, things like Daily Bruin, I feel like was something that I kind of found about later. Um, I was just like, really interested in like media things. So I think I'm like on a student media like newsletter or something. And it said that like Daily Bruin was looking for people and I was like looking for media related positions, like in um, kind of club positions. And so I found out about podcasts. And that's very something along the lines that I'm interested in. So then I joined, I think maybe last year. And then otherwise, like I was um, joining clubs based off professional interests. So I was in business for a while. So I went through a bunch of different consulting clubs, like every single one that was out there, just applied to them all. And then out of all the business clubs, Ascend's the one that really stuck. It really helps because the people that I met were really great. And I think that's really what made me keep that club above everything else.
2: Yeah, I can definitely say my experience was pretty similar to the both of you. While I found most of the clubs through the activities fair, I didn't actually commit to most of them. I didn't end up committing to most of them, actually. As for one little thing to add apart from the activities fair, as well as social media or other external sources, I actually found out about SACFUNCAPHON Fun in class as well. Since it's the French Culture Club and I'm enrolled in several French classes, a lot of the professors actually promote the club as a place not only for French speakers or French-speaking students to meet, but also as a place for people with interest in just French culture or French-speaking to join as well. So I also found that to be a pretty useful method, and it was pretty easy, you know, just joining the club and there's a low commitment. So apart from the activities fair and social media, there are also other ways you can discover clubs on campus like flyers as well. So now moving a little bit into our own experiences with the club. Megan, would you like to start speaking about how you feel about the clubs or how has managing different clubs and schedules been for you?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll start with Daily Bruin. I am... I joined in photo and I'm really glad that I joined. And the second club I'm a part in is called Bruin and Dine. And that one was just really close to my heart because I joined the food cluster um this past year. And it was just really insightful to see like how much how like food waste impacts the environment. So I knew I wanted to join something really applicable like that. And Bruin and Dine was perfect. Every week you essentially recover food from the dining halls. The dining halls close at 9 and then you go in with trays at 9:30 and then you like you transport it to the basement of Sac and then there was like a line outside the door waiting or like of students waiting to have food and it was really cool just serving them and helping people and like feeling that you were making a tangible change and that experience was really great i would encourage everyone who has time to like volunteer or apply because it's just a really great community and a really great cause that was kind of my similar experience with Bruin Shelter since I only applied, like I don't really have hands-on experience on what they do. But essentially they run a homeless shelter out in Santa Monica for students who obviously do not have um, a house or a place to live in. And they do like shifts from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. to provide for students and they like cook meals And they um, interact with the students in the homeless shelter. And everyone at the club seems very passionate. And I'm very excited to join. I also did mention ACA earlier. And um, I did find two very good friends through there. Like, I feel like ACA is generally a social club. Not many people use it to, like, get positions or, like, gain experience. Although, like, the people who do use it for that, like, have great connections. But like this year I felt it was a little lacking because essentially ACA is split up into families because it's such a large organization that like each family had around 20 people led by a fam head. And I found that my fam was a little inactive, but honestly it was fine with me because I ultimately found some friends out of it. But yeah, if you're looking for friends, like something more social, I definitely recommend like joining a club like ACA or any other culture type club.
1: Yeah, I have similar experiences because I'm also in CASA, which is the Korean American Student Association. And it's definitely a hit or miss for everyone for I feel like every social club. So for my CASA fam, they just happen to be one of the few inactive ones. But I also similar to Megan, I had one friend that I made and I'm really glad I did. But otherwise, for me, it just wasn't the greatest experience. I definitely have I know people in ACA. And I know that they've made their best friends and like their friend groups from ACA. The same with CASA. But at the same time there are always going to be people that just didn't like happen to meet the right people at the right time and just like end up dropping it and I think that's totally fine because that always just like gives you opportunities to join other clubs and I think that's definitely been the case for me. I started branching out a lot more than I thought. Um, I thought like I was going to be pretty active in CASA because I am really big on like Korean um, entertainment industry but that just didn't work out so then I feel like I went further and discovered other clubs and met people that I originally wouldn't have met.
2: Yeah, I found it really interesting how both of you touched on the social aspect of clubs. Whereas for me, joining clubs was more of like an academic thing or something to pursue my passion. And I didn't really consider the social aspect, which is probably also why at the end of like the last school year, I actually felt a little lost in the clubs I was joining because while I really enjoyed all the clubs that I was in, for example, for Daily Bruin, I knew I wanted to join because I wanted to write more. I wanted to be able to have a hands-on experience with journalism. And as for CalPerg and Sage, I've always known that I was passionate about the environment. I wanted to advocate for like good causes and meet people who are Uh, who share the same interests as I do in the process but I never really considered joining social clubs and that's why near the end of the year even though my schedule was pretty packed with all the things that I liked doing I still felt like I was pretty unfulfilled so I definitely think this is one thing that I would look out for when I'm looking for joining other clubs or branching out to other clubs next year as well so possibly joining more um dance clubs where there's more of a social culture or just a club that's like more social without any other academic commitments
1: yeah that was definitely something i was shocked about though like i was also applying like when i came to college i was more looking into professional clubs things that would like better me as in person applying to jobs, and everything is so competitive here. I remember when I applied to consulting clubs, there must have been at least six or seven different consulting clubs that I got rejections from, even at the resume drop, and then the ones that I did get interviews and final round interviews, I just get rejected twice. It ended up working out for me because I'm not going into consulting, but it's definitely an expectation I did not have. Um, spe- for Specifically for consulting, we have these things where you just guess like the amount of people at certain places. So market sizing is where you just like estimate the number of like things or people like sold. So an example is like guessing how many people ate like a burger at In-N-Out in Westwood in a given day. And you're just basically just using your logic and showing them like, oh, I can think really well. So things like that was definitely shocking because it wasn't even like class, but I felt like I had to prepare for that. And I definitely did prepare for that as well.
0: I was also thinking about consulting just for a little bit before I did hear about how competitive it was. I feel like the consulting clubs at UCLA are notoriously competitive and possibly unnecessarily so. I don't personally have any experience with the consulting club, but they do have a reputation for that Um, for me. I, the, criteria, the criteria I had for choosing clubs was kind of the opposite. I kind of wanted to just choose what I was passionate about and hopefully make friends. Because I think that was my biggest concern going into college was like making friends. But like your guys, how um, Sonia's perspective shifted to like trying to make more friends or get into more social organizations my perspective this next year is try to get into more professional organizations because while i do love all the clubs that i'm a part of i feel like i'm unsure how they would help me in the future like i while i do enjoy doing it i also have to think about what i'm going to be doing after college and how my experiences in college will help me succeed out of college I definitely
2: agree that choosing clubs and narrowing down your choices can be a stressful process, not to mention what Wendy mentioned, which is how competitive the clubs here are. And personally, I think um, in the process of deciding, one thing that really helped me was actually to go to seniors for advice. So because they have more experiences with clubs and obviously with two, three more years of experience, they have experience switching in and out of clubs. So before I applied to any of them or committed to any of them, I actually took their advice to try out for a quarter and see if I liked it that much. And if I didn't like it, even in the first quarter, I should just try to switch out to something else or just to branch out. Just because even if, if you don't enjoy it, like for a quarter, it's really hard for you to like carry on with the year ahead. And it's always better to just tell the board members or presidents that you're not either passionate enough for this instead of just dropping, um, out of nowhere or just like cutting contact with all of them. And I think another thing to really bear in mind is that even if you get rejected from a lot of clubs, that doesn't really mean anything. It's just because UCLA has such a huge student body and everybody has such diverse interests that even people with really different majors can come together in the same club. And so that's why the interviewing and, you know, competing process is so, so stressful. But in the end, you learn a lot even if you get rejected. Like, for example, a lot of times I personally think I built up like a really nice application, but it turns out that I'm just not the type of person that aligns with the values of certain clubs or different societies. So I think it's totally fine to get rejected as long as you're able to realize um, what you did and realize how you can do better for the other interviews. And once you're ready to go, you should always still try, try more and just not be afraid of being
1: rejected because in the end, what is right for you will stick, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that advice, especially of just like trying out things. I think I definitely like overestimate And, like, counted my eggs before they hatched thinking I was going to be part of, like, organizations before it happened. So I feel like I wish I branched out a little more. A lot of the clubs I'm currently involved in or have been involved in have been pretty inactive. And in a way, it can be, like, a double-edged sword because one thing that's really nice is that you have like the potential to like make changes on your own and like actually do something tangible. It gave me the opportunity to kind of like, this is actually like the the idea I pitched and to see it like actually play out and kind of be in charge of it. It's been really crazy. Um, So it's definitely cool to be able to like start something on our own, but at the same time, I sometimes wish I like had direction, but definitely part of like adulting is doing things for yourself and kind of taking charge to make changes. So it's definitely a double-edged sword with that.
2: To, to piggyback off of your idea, I definitely think it's really good to try and sometimes even in clubs, even with like a supposed organization, if things can still fail. And it's still a really valuable learning experience. For example, like Sage, as I mentioned, even though it's an environmental consulting club, it's actually relatively new and was just started just a year ago. So in the process, um, both as members and board members, we had to try out a lot of different things. We had to... Um, see what sticks and see what kind of training style works for different members as well as just branch out to a lot of different companies because a lot of times some of the deals don't actually end up working out so it's still a bit of a learning process but it's exactly because of that that you become more and more committed to the club as well as being more passionate about wanting to see it succeed so I definitely think yeah so touching back on that it's definitely also good to while look at clubs that are already really, really successful and that you really want to be in, to have other backup options and to be open to clubs that are relatively new because that's where you can have the most possible creative freedom. And be- exactly because of how small it is, your voice is actually um, really valued and you can make a lot of tangible changes like Wendy mentioned.
0: Yeah, and I want to go back to the competitiveness. I feel like we kind of emphasize that. While there are, like, clubs that are very competitive, I also wanted to highlight other clubs, like, um, that don't require an application. Like, not all clubs are extremely competitive. Some are, like, they're open to anyone. They will beg you to scan their QR code on Bruin Walk. Like, not all clubs at UCLA are very exclusive. And like everyone has said, it's really cool to, like, find a smaller club and really focus on that and build it from the ground up. That's how it is at Brew Dine because Brew Dine really got slashed by COVID since there was no dining halls and now food guidelines around like the dining halls are super strict because of COVID. Um, we're essentially building it from the ground up. They used to like pre pandemic, they were bordering on like operating five days a week, but this past year we've only operated during spring quarter once a week. And that's like definitely a focus of our club. Um, next year is like getting more volunteers and like operating five times a week, which is like the ultimate goal. But yeah, I just wanted to emphasize. Like and Brundine the application was relatively chill, and you can anyone can be a volunteer. So I would just like to highlight that not all clubs are very competitive, and some are very welcoming. Yeah,
2: and I think clubs that are really welcoming and allow a volunteer option is also really good because sometimes towards the middle of the quarter, you feel like you're really overwhelmed already by the academic stress, so clubs can really get to you. So a lot of times, you should try to balance like the amount of club commitments you have as well as with schoolwork, and I think volunteering has been really helpful because it not only allows you to gain a really meaningful experience and get a new chance to meet new people, but relatively, you have a more flexible schedule and you're not stuck to a singular role where you just assign different tasks and you don't feel like you're being too overwhelmed or especially when um, midterms and everything hits it can get pretty tough so having a volunteer club not only still allows you to work for the things you're passionate about but also has a relatively lower time commitment so you don't have to feel like you're always catching up with both work and like clubs are always like chasing you
1: Yeah, kind of going off the whole it's not, like, super competitive. theres I feel like it's also never too late to join a club. Like, there are some clubs that I've been in since my freshman year, and there are also clubs that I've just recently joined, including this one. So it's definitely never too late to join. And with, like, every single, like, club that you join, there's always a new batch of people and just more people to meet as well. So you're not always going to, like, feel behind and feel, like, out of place because there will always be new people joining at every time, especially considering how big our student population is.
0: But, yeah, going off of... Um, like volunteering and it being very manageable for your schedule, even if it isn't volunteering, depending on the club you're a part of, like the board members of your club are students as well. And they will hopefully understand the stress that you're going through. So I think communication is a really big part of being in like a team or a club setting and communicating when you're feeling stressed or fatigued or overwhelmed is very important for your well-being and it's important to communicate to that to them when like so they can plan around you so communication is key in essentially everything you do
2: yeah i definitely agree with what megan just said like um being able to communicate your needs properly and speaking of your own needs what are are there any pieces of advice that you guys would give in terms of balancing you know club and other stresses that come with just Being in college. I think for me personally, I think a really good thing to do is just to learn to take time out of your schedule. So, a lot of times, even though clubs can get really overwhelming, I always just try to take a walk in between classes and clubs because a lot of times club meetings are usually, for me at least, um, during evening time. So, I like to just take a walk out to Westwood and just allow myself to detach from everything, regardless of if it's schoolwork or clubs. And just to make sure to vocalize your needs and to always prioritize, you know, your own mental well-being first. And if clubs do get too overwhelming, then you can really reconsider your priorities. And if you think that at that moment you're not prepared to handle both clubs and schoolwork, then you could even offer or um, request to take a break from the clubs by just talking to board members and i'm pretty sure they would try their best to understand your situation and they would be glad to communicate with you as well
1: yeah clubs can definitely be very overwhelming at times I guess a piece of advice I would give is to really just try things out. I know a lot of people told me this and I was scared that I would overwhelm myself, but it's very easy and you should just communicate, figure things out. And if you just don't want to, like we kind of talked about earlier, just kind of quit the club and it's never too late to start another one. So definitely try things out and see where it takes you, even if it doesn't take you all the way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think to like highlight what you guys said, I think – a good piece of advice is that it's okay to say no sometimes. I feel like personally I have a hard time saying no to other people because I always want to feel like useful or helpful even when it's at the cost of like my own well-being or like time or sleep. Um, I find it difficult to say no. But like certain times when you're just feeling stressed or overwhelmed by your club, definitely like saying no is an option And that ties back to communication. Like if you have clear communication with who you're working with in the club, whether it be board or other club members that you have to collaborate with, just communicate with them as soon as you can. Bruin 101 is brought to you by The Daily Bruin, UCLA student newspaper. You can listen to the show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And the transcript for this show is available at dailybruin.com. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.